0: way where we talk about how writing works, how writers work, and how best writers risk being strange. And I've got a writer here who is also a, an editor. Uh, Adam Petrasch has uh, edited uh, two anthologies, uh, Parallel Prairies, and most recently Alternate Plains, and is the editor as well of the forthcoming uh, Dead Work by the Dead Work Collective, which we're doing a Kickstarter for right now. Uh, if you're listening to this, when the Kickstarter is on. And you go to deadwork.ca that'll take you right to the kickstarter deadwork.ca if uh you know you listen to this later when the kickstarter is off deadwork.ca will still take you to wherever you can get the deadwork anthology so uh adam i was thinking a little bit about uh kind of the origins of this project i remember we were all hang- kind of hanging out in Lennon's uh, backyard uh, not all of us but a bunch of us were hanging out in this backyard and my memory correct me if i'm wrong but my memory is that you actually are the one who came up with the name dead work is that was it you or chris i couldn't remember
1: i believe it was chris i'm not okay. going to take credit for that i made the suggestion that the group should be a collective
0: sure that was it
1: and then that was the part that i but i believe yeah no it was chris smith who came up with the dead work
0: okay that's where i why yeah. i was melding the two and, and try, having a hard time is remembering who did what so then uh maybe can you could talk a little bit about well why don't we just start with talking a little bit about that name and sort of why we kind of settled on that name and why maybe you suggested the whole collective side of it
1: um well at the meeting i would say that i was mainly a observer and a listener and just hearing everybody talk that i believe it was zach who was like everyone has this work it's all finished and it's kind of hard, like it's shorter work, right? So it's kind of harder to find homes for like, you know, a one page or a four page. Um, And everyone had worked together with everyone else. And um, I believe everyone's like, yeah, it's just work that's dead. It's not selling, like there's no, there's no homes for it. And I think that's where Chris said, yeah, like it's dead work. And that's where it clicked where, okay, everything should be compiled and we should call it dead work. Just call it what it is. Um, the collective part kind of came from that everyone has a voice. Everyone like owns their own creative IP. Um, There's no hierarchy in the system. You know, everybody gets a vote and just seems to work the most organically and natural that way that benefits everyone as creators.
0: Yeah. It's a good point actually, because it isn't like a situation where we're all like, throwing something in the pot and now like some company called dead work owns it. It's like, you know, we're all kind of individually working together, but you know, are kind of doing our own separate things. Although we started to kind of cross and breed in a manner of speaking and, you know, do stuff with one another, you know, quite quick, which we were already kind of doing like that was sort of where it all kind of came out of just noticing that we all kind of tend to work with one another in different ways. Um, what I thought was, was kind of interesting about, did work idea too, to me. Um, so as you say, like a lot of this stuff is, you know, just short. And therefore there's not a lot of, you know, venues for real short pieces, but the other sort of side of the quote unquote, you know, did work of it is a lot of times, what you'll do in comics in particular is you'll create like a six page, you know, short or an eight page short or something that maybe stands on its own uh, and kind of operates like a short story, but also is actually intended to be part of a pitch package to try to get a series picked up or, a, or, or a graphic novel picked up or something like this. Like this is just something people do in comics, which doesn't really happen so much in the you know literary world that you and I maybe are more like familiar with uh, where you got in, you know, in that world, like if you want to write a novel, you finish the novel and then you try to, sell the novel whereas in comics because art costs so much uh, people tend to do like these six pages or eight pages or something where they have kind of a beginning middle and end and they work by themselves but they also sort of represent almost like a proof of concept for a larger work um whether that's you know graphic novel or a mini series or whatever uh and so in that sense what i think is kind of cool about the dead work uh anthology is that you've got these, you know, self-contained pieces. And so it reads like a sort of normal anthology, but also it's kind of represents a lot of stuff that is intended uh, to sort of become something later on. It's kind of in this limbo more than being dead because it's sort of in the pitch process. Uh, And so what I think is kind of cool about it, like if I was a reader picking it up, you know, I would think what's kind of is, I think, going to be interesting about it maybe five, 10 years down the line is I, you know, hopefully and ideally it's going to represent uh, the first appearances of a lot of, of these characters.
1: Yeah, which is... exactly. Yeah. I think you uh, nailed it there that um, like, if you take something like she wolf, um, which is a good a standalone, but it's also a proof of concept that is the idea is to make it a larger project down the road. Or if you look at like Dirk Dirksen, Right, meant to be a larger project down the road and what this is really doing is just uh, it's like a tasting platter of like giving you these little samples of like what's to come so dead not really but you know yeah, um, yeah tasting things to come for sure
0: the dead part has always become a bit of a misnomer you know because this project has kind of given everything a new life you know that or or kind of like pulled into its orbit, you know, things that kind of are still just in their infancy. Um, sure, yeah. But I think it's Before a cool I, title and it kind of works still. Yes,
1: I think it served its purpose when it was created and it's just kind
0: of stuck. Do you think when you were looking at all these pieces, because because uh, you kind of, you're serving as the editor on this. And, and so one of your jobs was, Well, maybe you can just talk a little bit about like what that meant for this project and kind of what you did uh, and just sort of how, you know, uh, how you've been part of this collective and part of this project a little bit.
1: Sure. So depending on the comic, like I'm going back to the name Dead Work, a lot of these comics were already finished. Right. So I could come in at other two levels where it's the script level and I'm looking at, you know, substantive edits or structural edits. Um, or I come in when the pages are complete and I'm like proofing and just making sure grammar is correct. Like sentences make sense, all of that. Um, So most of this was that ladder where most of the pages are finished. So what I ended up having to do is everyone submitted to me um, everything that they wanted to like have um, for consideration to be included. And I picked the best pieces and, worked on the layout. So more than anything with these finished pages, it was what's the pacing going to look like? Um, How does, because we have no cover pages, like how is one going to bleed into the next and make sure that they're not um, bleeding in a way that you can't tell where one comic ends and one comic starts. So I really like played with color um, to just visually indicate breaks and things like that. And then there was a stuff of like, Looking at copy editing and grammar and things like that. And
0: yeah, that's basically my
1: contribution to the project.
0: Yeah. And so, one thing I think that's so, it's one thing that I think is kind of interesting and maybe worth noting for people if they didn't quite already figure it out from what you just said is like, you know, we had originally kind of as a group given you a bunch of stuff and you had selected some of it. So, like, mm-hmm. there's some stuff that kind of, you know, for whatever reason, didn't make it in here. So we kind of wanted, on one level, you're kind of acted like a quality control filter in in that way, like, as opposed to just like what everyone's like stuff they can't place (laughs) for whatever reason. It's like, well, you know, some of that, let's just whittle that down to like, what's the best, cool, awesome stuff that, you know, uh, maybe doesn't place or that like um, doesn't have as exposure elsewhere. Like I remember one of the things that um, me and Gregory had sent you was a short that you know didn't make it in uh because of course it's also kind of in this it it ended up being kind of the thing we had done that was uh, also in the heavy metal series that we're doing so you know sure why replicate that uh but like so one thing but we as a group i think we were really like cognizant of like on one hand we want to do this and do it ourselves but on the other hand like we need like someone to be like saying yes or no to things and having like a quality control level of it yeah and then as you you say also like the i I never really thought about it myself but of course like you bring up a great point which is that because so many of the artists in here are working on multiple pieces um and because a lot of this stuff doesn't have like a title page or even you know sometimes the title is at the end like in she wolf the title is like at the very end of it um so uh it really kind of um it could easily be a situation where it's maybe confusing what follows what, like, you know, like when, one thing begins and ends, like if the same artist is being represented or the same color scheme, even as you say, I never thought about that until you kind of mentioned it. uh, And and it makes perfect sense. When I read through it for the first time, like front to back, I, I was really impressed with that flow and kind of how it, it felt well paced and it felt, um, um like there was no confusion and it was like changing it up a lot but still had a consistency you know
1: thank you yeah i'm glad you noticed that because uh i spent a lot of effort on the arrangement of the table of contents and like the other thing too that i didn't mention earlier was like i did my best to balance when the creators appeared within the book so you don't have oh this is all Zach Schuster, oh, this is all Jonathan Ball. This is all Gregory Kamichuk, right? Balancing it throughout so that it gives that variety rather than just like these chunks of
0: individual artists. So what are some of the things you considered? uh, So you considered like varying the pace, as you say, and and kind of varying who is appearing when and and so on. What are some of the sort of things that went into that? Like other than just the calculus of it, like what's sort of more abstract things you were trying to, you know, keep in mind when you were doing that
1: more abstract. So rather than just like actual pacing and like the color. Well, rather than saying. just
0: like, well, you know, and Zach who followed the by Greg, that, uh, you know, um, or like how many pages it,
1: it, yeah, it all came down to how story started and how stories finished. Hmm. Um, and then part of that plays into just like how, how the storyteller is telling the story and how does that ease into another story or, Should it be an abrupt ending and then a soft beginning, you know? Um, But I guess that would be the most abstract. Like, I guess I'd almost want to say feel. I know that's going to sound really odd, but when you like, do you know when you used to make (laughs) mixtapes?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, sure. not, not to
1: date myself, right? But like when you have, yeah. like, you're mixing the songs, right? And you're like, oh, this song ends, and this song comes into it, and that's like the perfect segue into like this next song, right? And like mm. that kind of structure is kind of the mindset I brought to doing this anthology, um, because I loved making mixtapes as a kid.
0: That's really interesting so, comparison, because so, yeah. so often, of course, when you made a mixtape, you'd make it like for somebody. Right, yeah. You know, you make it for yourself when you're in a certain mood or like, oh, well, this will be my night mixtape, right? Or this will be my walk in, you know, at night mixtape or this will be like the one for, you know, Sarah or whatever. Like, you, you know, you'd have, um, you'd have like this audience in mind or this time or mood in mind. And then you'd kind of like really, you know, th- think through those transitions, as you say. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. But it is a really interesting point of comparison for sequencing a collection. You know, even a collection of my, me putting a short story collection together, I could even see like where I've maybe done stuff like when I was used to make mixtakes. You know, it's, it's really because yeah. I'm always thinking about the audience and how they're going to receive this after that. And, you know, is it going to like floor them or, you know, give them a false sense of security before this other thing? Thing is, these drums come in, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know exactly what you mean. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um. So, yeah, I just, I really applied that. And also, like, we're dealing with genre where we have horror and fantasy and sci-fi. So I tried to balance that, too, based on genre. And I mean, it's, the anthology is a lot of fun. But, like, first and foremost, like, because the plan for a lot of these creators is to sell them at conventions, right? Is you can immediately pick up this book, fan through it know that that comic is from one artist this comic's from another artist and immediately tell whether or not you like it sure right yeah so because like in doing this anthology i researched a lot of anthologies and like i picked some of them up because i'm a very tactile person and like when you flip through them it's like oh the story is blank you know whereas like this artist is too similar to that artist and like what i really love about this anthology is we have very distinct artist styles so you can tell who is who and i think that is a huge plus
0: yeah it's a good point i it almost kind of was accidental i guess in some ways but it really is like uh, uh, the artists in there really have completely distinct styles like they're not even really working in the same realms um you know it's not like you got two people doing marvel method like like marvel style superheroes like you know it, it's just just totally distinct and so even though you've got a lot of the same artists uh you know appearing multiple times uh you don't really have like like it doesn't feel like um it almost feels like more artists that there is you know what i mean because of how they're doing different things that they're they're also like a lot of stuff's over a long time period so you'll see like you know an early zach and a late zach you know which you, you can tell the same person but it kind of has a different feel yeah, it's
1: evolved, right? All of mm-hmm. them have gone um, just, they just keep getting better,
0: <laughs> right? Um, I think in particular, yeah. like the artists, uh, it, it's harder to judge writers, I find, than the artists. And, but I feel like, especially the artists, um, like, have really, like, a lot of them have clicked into, like a lot of them ha- more recently have clicked into like, like a really quick advancement in their skills, if that makes sense. Yeah, it you does. Know? Yeah. Um, Cause there's just that point, you, you always hit that tipping point at some point, right? I think yeah. a lot of them have kind of hit that tipping point in the last few years.
1: Well, I think what's happened is that a lot of them are just, they're putting in way more hours into their art. And of course, sure. you know, the more hours you put in, you know, you're going to improve if you're at, you're doing, you know, the work.
0: Yeah and, and you get that moment of kind of almost exponential improvement. So I think like it almost accidentally is a hap- happy accent in the sense that I think I feel like the anthology is kind of coming around at a good time. Mm-hmm. In that sense, you yeah. know. Um the other thing I think is just one thing I'm just kind of curious to know though from you the guys, like looking at other anthologies and so on. So you're you're doing this coming pretty quick off a um maybe not, I guess I'm maybe I'm screwing my timeline up because the pandemic has got me so <laughs> time dumb but uh you're coming off this uh prose fiction anthology alternate planes that you'd done which was a follow-up uh to the parallel prairies anthology that you co-edited and both those anthologies with Darren Ridgely and I'm curious to know like how the process for kind of sequencing or putting together uh you know the arrangement and this did work a comics thing how is like a comics anthology and working on this thing different from working with those prose works
1: um good question so i would say that there's a lot of similarities but with the comic work um illustrations play a huge part where as with prose you're looking at um finding holes is the best way to put it i kind of it's going to sound funny but i kind of look at short stories the way i would look at contracts or like reading contracts and like how does this make sense? Does it follow the plot and the structure and et cetera? Whereas with comic art, when I get the finished page, like it's different if I'm in on the script and I'm like, hey, this doesn't really make sense. Maybe this should be a rearranged or I'm looking at thumbnails and being like pacing's a little off here. Uh, but with the dead work, as most of it was completed, I think there was maybe three or four comics that were created for the anthology, but everything else was finished. Uh, looking at the approach of what I had discussed earlier with you with the pacing and the balance and like judging based on illustrations with the prose, it's the same for his balance. It's like, I would say, like I said, with mixtapes, but like also tastes, right? So like maybe if a story was a little more grim and dark, I'd pair it next to like a more lighter story to like, even out that balance where as in the dead work anthology, there is a lot of grim and dark and it's like, Oh, grim and dark. That could be followed up by some more grim and dark. And you know what? Maybe a little bit more grim and dark. So I would say there were similar, but different. They're the same things, but different.
0: Does that sure. make sense? No, it makes sense. Uh, the, you mentioned before, like uh, when i kind of read the whole thing, uh, what struck me about it is you know, although there is a lot of stuff that's grim and dark, I think as a whole, like there's a real, um, like revelment, if that makes sense. Like it's a real like sense of fun and like playing around in a lot of these pieces, even the more grim and dark ones, some of them, like, like I, when I think of my own, uh, she-wolf, like, even though it's grim and dark, she's having fun. You know what I mean? Like there's this level at which I think there's a real engagement for a lot of the artists, especially, um, where like they're just trying different weird fun things doing weird formal structures sometimes like in that tomorrow's uh escape story that Lyndon and Stephen did there's a real like um kind of unusual story structure that they're kind of having yeah. fun with you know and then of course some of them are just like lighthearted fun uh comics uh but then i, I find even even with the ones that are more grim and dark i think like have uh like just a sense of like, I don't know what the word would be, but almost like an enjoyment in in them. Like either the characters are enjoying something about that grim situation, or like you can just feel like the artist is enjoying this, you know, on on a certain level.
1: I would agree. Um, I think that when creators enjoy what they're doing, it comes through in their art and it comes through in their writing. And you really see that with this anthology because yeah. as you said, it's grim and dark, but a lot of it is fun. Like if you look at Dirk Dirksen. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of humor in that story.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, to me, I, I wrote Dirk, Dirk Dirksen is an interesting piece in, in itself, which, but be, just because like knowing the history of that thing, like I, when I was doing my PhD, um, I had like a gap of like, I think it was between, like, my exam, like, my basically my, like, classes and everything being done, and then having to hand in, like, then, like, having to start some test, uh, there was, like, a period of, like, 10 days when, like, I probably should have been studying, but I didn't feel like I really needed to study, but I had, like, a couple, like, week or so, I had, like, 10 days to kill, I remember distinctly, and I thought to myself, I wonder if I could just come up with an idea for a movie and write a whole movie in 10 days and I like mathed out like you know what would be this many pages a day and I, I what I ended up doing was I came up with this Dirk Dirksen versus TSN idea and I like hammered out like from like zero to a hundred I hammered out a whole a feature-length screenplay now it was a mostly a disaster but you know I just kind of did it as a fun weird stupid thing but there was enough of a cool of like interesting stuff in there and enough good jokes there that i kind of it just kept coming back to me you know over the years and i kept thinking i like to do something with this you know and i've got like a bunch of these notes basically like it was a feature script it was really a bunch of notes and then it was when i finally like settled on this thing like it um like trying it as a comic whatever and what i thought was interesting about it was um yeah, like I was just really just literally going through like this 120 pages of, of like a script and just trying to think of like, well, what's the funny jokes? <laughs> like what are the funniest jokes I could pull out of it, you know? Um, and so, uh, I think like a lot of the anthology, I was surprised how much of it for, you know, of course, like the Dirksen's like people murdering demon, getting murdered by demons and, you know, slaughtering demons and so on and so forth. But a lot of it's the anthology is kind of like that, I think, whereas it has like this really grim dark content. But even like 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 the um uh I forget the name of a son, but the the one that is kind of the laundryman uh connected thing that Lin and Steven did. Law of nature. Yeah, law of nature. So that, that story is like it's got this really kind of dark, disturbing, like vampire, you know, werewolf kind of thing going on, but um and it's you know very gritty even for like vampires and werewolves you know, yeah. Uh, but it still has like a real kind of like there's almost like a fun like joke to it too you know like the vampires like calling him a dog and uh you, you like like he's ch- they're chasing him through the desert you know like I, there's just a real um uh. I don't know what the word would be, but like, I just feel like there's a real, I was surprised when I read the um, anthology because I read some of these pieces in isolation. I was surprised like when I actually read them again and then read the newer stuff, like just how much fun it was. Like even stuff that like the tomorrow's escape is like literally this guy getting like crap knocked He's, out of him as he yeah. tries to like escape a concentration camp, basically or prison war camp. And it's like, it's still sort of fun in a weird sort of way, sure, you know? Sure. I love that you brought up
1: that Dirk Dirksen was originally a script because Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation the other day with Jordan Patrick Finn, uh, where we were talking about old Italian seventies horror films. Oh yeah. And I was talking about how, like, I tend to lean more to atmospheric, uh, horror and like more about the mood and stuff like that. But what I really like about the old horror films is the cinematography and like, you have a cool image that yeah. hints at something else, and I really think that translates really well to comics, right? Oh P? yeah, sure. You're basically taking little pieces of a storyboard to tell a different story. Right.
0: What I was, what I've been saying like lately is, I I I feel like, you know, there's the big. Um, often people ask me when I teach creative writing. Uh, they ask me things like, "Well, what's the? Uh, how do you? If you got an idea." like for a story saying, how do you know whether it should be a short, like a, like a novel or a movie or a a poem or whatever. If you just got an idea, how do you figure out what, what to do it in? And, you know, there's an easy answer to that. I mean, so like one, it kind of gets into a lot of the real answer is complicated because it gets into like, well, what do you want to, do you want to be a poet? If not, why are you writing poems? But, but like, like, it gets into like these practical and career things and also just your artistic, you know, what thing do you want to do as an artist? But I think like the simple answer to it, which still has a bit of a complexity to it is like, well, what's the conflict or the tension that's in that idea, like the best conflict attention, because all other things being equal, if there's really not a, plot but it's just if there's just a an idea tension it tends to work best in a poem if there's a character who's internally conflicted and that's the sure sort of the overriding conflict it tends to work best in prose sure, uh, if yeah. there's conflict between two individuals like a social conflict that tends to work best on the stage and if there's like an external like conflict like you know uh, some external monster like is barreling down or like, you know, there's a buildings about bombs about to go off and kill everyone. Cause the, or the, if the bus stops, you know, going below 60 kilometers an hour or whatever, like uh, that's more of a movie, that external conflict, like works best in, in, in a movie and uh, the cinema. And in comics, I thought, I so like, I've been thinking a lot about well, what is comics, you know, like what's the conflict that kind of is natural to the form in that sense. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's, a it's like just an actual met like meta formal conflict, like big versus small, like in Justin Curry, one of the people in this anthology uh, he's always drawing like big versus small, like this massive monstrous, you know, mechs yep. you know, and then like uh, fighting a little tiny girl or something, you know, and like, David and I feel like, yeah, or like green versus black red, you know, like some sort of like visual formal uh sure, thing where yeah. you don't even need a story, but like just like shapes that kind of like black and versus white, you know, like uh like I feel like that kind of something that lends itself to that sort of um as you say like just a cool image that has its own sort of tension as an image. Uh and then you start to string like a development of that tension, you know, image-wise like to me, like is the best thing that works best in comics.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, I like it how you can take something that you may think is a cool image, but it's telling part of a bigger story. And then by putting it in sequence, even without words, mm-hmm. you can communicate something.
0: Yeah. I, I always think of Justin's like uh visual art and, and kind of how he'll draw, uh, he'll, he'll draw his stuff. And when him and Gregory were together, I know like they'll often like come up with like ideas together and stuff, but there's a level at which like Justin's drawing a bunch of stuff. And then later they put some words on it, you know, even if they've come up with the story together, there's like that stage where, you know, he, he's like working, Gregory's like working with finished images more or less, um, after maybe they've done some design work on the story together. Um, like it because because Justin's style is so narrative, you know like uh even yeah, when he it does it a single panel much. and it's not comics, like he's just doing one print, you know, it, it just suggests so much about like what happened to if, especially because like, his machines are all broken, you know, right half the time. Yeah. And so it's like it just suggests so much about like what happened before, what's going to happen next, you know when he puts an image together, he's got a real narrative uh, or storytelling sense. Uh, and of course, once he you know starts to string them together in a comic, and all these uh, artists are really I think have like a good sense of story in that way, you know?
1: Yeah, and for all some very of them good are visual writers. storytellers. Yeah, some are. Yeah. Um, but they're all very good visual storytellers. Mm-hmm. And I mean you I feel that you could be a good illustrator, but you may not be a good storyteller. I think it's possible. Sure. Um, yeah, I think but so. I think I do think it takes work to be a good visual storyteller, and I think we're pretty fortunate to have so many of them in this anthology
0: yeah i i've uh i've been very impressed with how it turned out and how um uh even like you know thinking oh well these are good people or or, or cool stories like i I, even so like i feel like it kind of became a bit more than i was even expecting it to which i attribute a lot to you actually and kind of that sequencing and that arrangement and the selection of it you know i think that's uh it's a really important part of an anthology, as you say. Like when you look at different anthologies, you can see, you know, um it, it, it it's it's very rare to me that, especially a comics anthology, like doesn't feel bloated. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just put
1: everything in there in the kitchen sink too.
0: Yeah, I feel like so many of I don't know why I feel that way, but it just is a feeling I get with a lot of anthologies that they kind of. Um, you know, like we're doing a pretty sizable anthology, but I think that a lot of them just feel too um, much like they're depending on size as a selling point than like some sort of consistency or flow. Sure, sure. I
1: also think that we're, we got fortunate in the sense that a lot of the stuff that people are working on, like the one pagers or the four, or the six or the eight, all of it falls in Genre. So, like, even though this anthology sure. doesn't have a theme, like, we're not doing memoir comics or non-fiction comics or, you know. Or even
0: vampire so comics or, like, a narrow theme you'll see on film Yeah, or, like, a narrow around. theme, too,
1: right? Yeah. Um, so, like, it's, it's general, but it's still, I think it's tight enough that when you look at it, you're like, oh, this is enough. Like, it isn't bloated, but it's kind of also on theme even though it doesn't actually have a theme
0: <laughs> yeah i was surprised at how it felt more consistent than it was you know and i maybe that was that's just accidental because you know it's a small enough group of people and working in different arrangements that mm-hmm. maybe there's just a consistency that develops that way and maybe part of the consistency also i think is uh you know having you arranging it uh as, as opposed to having no editor, right? And we're just all kind of collectively deciding how it goes. Sure, um, sure. And I think also, but I, I'm, I almost feel like, I wonder like if, if it's almost, you know, we've got a movement on our hands in some sort of way, you know, like, is there <laughs> so something like, is there something like, like, it just, I don't know what I mean, I guess, but I wonder <laughs> like looking at it, I've been thinking about this lately. Like, I wonder if it's almost like, it it almost kind of feels like the beginning of something, so we'll see, I guess, but like, it just feels like, you know, there's, there's a good little group here that's doing a lot of things. And I just know behind the scenes from what I know, talking to people, like, you know, like there's like some, you know, people there's are more starting coming. to land series, right. There's more mm-hmm. stuff coming. There's like, you know, yeah. publishing deals kind of going on behind the scenes. I know of a bunch of books that are coming out that I won't talk about because they're not my book necessarily. Right. Sure. And, that are, And they all, and some of them connect to some of the stuff and did work and, you know, uh, and so I feel like, um, like I, I kind of wonder if it's like, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how this anthology looks in 10 years and like what, uh, whether it's gonna end up representing like a snapshot of some interesting moment or not. Time will tell, I, I think, suppose.
1: Well, even 10 years from now, I think it will still, we'll look back on it fondly. And it will be a snapshot of a time where everyone was feeling productive and creative and everyone was working together and all these comics that i relate to like the land of misfit toys found a home and became this launching pad for other series and things that we can't talk about yet so yeah it's an exciting time for sure
0: yeah i'm looking forward to some more from the Did work uh, group myself uh, <laughs> i gotta admit i always feel as a writer in comics i always feel kind of like a bit of, even if I'm inside of it, I'm kind of feel like a bit of an outsider because, like, so much of it is, you know, the artist is doing work and me just waiting around. Sure. And uh, I always feel like it's always so surprising to me, like, what they come up with. Maybe I've just been lucky uh, with the people I've been working with or, you know, just seeing this little group here. But, um, well, I've really. It's,
1: it's the good kind of uh, peer pressure right yeah, because you see be all these like and it's like healthy competition but it's also like everyone is everybody's cheerleader
0: right yeah it's, not it's like- rare actually because i've been another like um productive uh slitter- like scenes let's put mm-hmm. it that way um and they're not always like that no they're not Right, i right i've i've,
1: I've from my own experience, I've seen a few that are either very competitive and kind of in an unhealthy way and everything's competition and, you know, people have to do better than other people. And it's like, just focus on doing the work and creating your work. And at least with this group, it's really nice because everybody is there to like, give advice to one another, help one another, collaborate with one another And if someone's landing a series, everyone's cheering for them. They're not like, you know, feeling defeated or, you know, talking behind that person's back. Like everyone is just super supportive and it's refreshing.
0: Yeah, it really is refreshing, especially, you know, I mean, again, like having experience with that kind of thing in other areas where maybe, you know, there's a bit more of the other stuff going on. Sometimes it feels like. Like uh, not lately with what I've been doing these days, but like, I just, you know, I can think in the past where like, I've been part of a literary scene that was really hopping and there was Mm -hmm. like some great stuff. And there was like this other side, you know what I mean?
1: I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think for this, it's not so much of like, we're a collective to see what other, like other people can do for us. Right. But kind of like, how can we all work for each other? Do you know what I mean? You know, like when sometimes people like start making connections and be like, oh, you know, like I'm going to try and connect with this person because I want to advance my career or, you know, what can this person do for me? I don't get that from this collective, right? It's just like, hey, you're creating something great. Hey, do you want to create something together? That would be fun. And I think it's led to, at least for me in my creative path, to me, it doesn't matter if someone is emerging or professional. Are you a good person, <laughs> right? And yeah. Do I want to, and do I want to work with you, right? In really that feel,
0: sense, I've had a lot of conversations with Gregory Kamichik along these lines because um, uh, I remember him saying to me something along the lines of, "Like as he gets older, it becomes less and less. It becomes more and more for him about like who is it that I'll be working with, and you know, do I want to work with that person? And uh, whereas like when he was younger, he maybe would worry more about like, oh, you know, is this going to be a good thing or for me to do career wise, or he might worry like, you know, is it going to make money? Or he might like just, you know, digging his heels about a particular thing he liked about it. Like, you know, and wanted to kind of, you know, feel control of or whatever. Man, uh, yeah, I'm putting words in his mouth a bit. I remember him saying something along the lines of like, you know, as I kind of, you know, get it more established and kind of get, like further into it and meet and, and he was saying something like, you know, it starts to be more and more about like, well, do I want to like talk to this person, <laughs> you know, every yeah. day, you know, like, you know, forget about like whether we're making any money or something like, is it, is it good to talk to this guy or is he like, is, is it, do I dread every time I, I see his email in my inbox, you know, and uh, becoming more about those, like, are those relationships, you know, um, uh, like feeding you your energy levels or, or depleting them.
1: I love how you touch on that because I think when we look at this collective, like I've worked with you a little bit. I've worked with Lyndon a little bit. I haven't really worked with a lot of the other guys until this anthology, but a lot of it was just, we like being around each other. There's There's common interests. There's some, people have their individual interests and like, we're learning about that and that's exciting, but it's enjoyable. And I think that comes through in the collaborations and the work that's being created. So I think that goes back to tying into where you said, like, this seems fun is because for us, it is fun. It's just a group of friends getting together and creating things that they like to create.
0: Yeah. And I've been, uh, I feel like I, I've been feeling really privileged that, uh, you know to kind of be part of this little group here and you know it's just you know it, it like cool that it's kind of developed in the way it has and not only that you know but now we've got something uh to show for it you know in this anthology which of course you know uh if you're listening to this before march 4th uh we still need your help to kind of realize so uh please you know uh uh, if you're listening take a look uh didwork.ca and check out the didwork anthology consider kickstarting it or at least telling your friends uh you know who are more comics-minded about it um and again if it's after march 4th you can still go to didwork.ca and check out you know uh, what's going on next with did work the did work collective uh, adam do you have any kind of like last uh words or parting words to say about uh yeah i was gonna make a pun on last words and dead work <laughs> but i couldn't think of a good way to connect it you know without seeming uh, too dire but like do you have any like you know parting words on the the dead work and uh kind of what you think uh of this project
1: my initial reaction was to say no but for, for, the, <laughs> sake, <laughs> for, the, for the sake of this podcast i would say that i think the Anthology is ex- is the first step to something bigger. That you're, like, if you are a fan of these creators, there's work in here that is going to be work and series later that maybe new readers will enjoy and fall in love with and want to go back. Um, so it's very exciting because this may be the only one. That we do.
0: Yeah, I may mean, end up being a collector's issue if uh, some of these series take off and it might all of a sudden yeah, Adam's too famous to work with the rest of us anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, not, not me, but I, I know people who are like booked for a year and a half already after this. Yeah. So it may be a long time before another one, or there may not be another one. So best jump on it.
0: Well, thanks, Adam. Uh, and uh, to everyone listening, check out deadwork.ca keep writing the wrong way.